listener production. Like some to die for yogurt on some perfectly soaked burger. Bad boys get all the yum yum. Yes. Yum yum good. Yum yum good. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, I tell you what, people mad for a rebrand. Matt O'Kine, you seen what Kellogg's has changed its name to in Australia? Well, I only just heard about it because we were talking about it seconds before the microphones came on. Kellanova? Kellanova. What is it? Kellanova cereal. How did that happen? (laughs) I've got no idea, Bron. Why are they changing their name to Kellanova instead of Kellogg's Cornflakes? Kellanova Cornflakes. So I think the brand will look the same. But they're changing it um, for down under because it means there's more choice for Australian consumers in the future as we bring global snacking opportunities and local snacking opportunities down under. Apparently, it is a shift away from cereal. They want to start focusing on the growing on-the-go market. So you know how, like, all around the world, there's, like, basically pre-made meals everywhere you go in like department stores, convenience stores, supermarkets and stuff. They're so focused on it. And now that's sort of growing. They're wanting to go, hey, we don't just do cereals. Kellogg's is just, that's that's part of what we do, but we also do other foods as well. It's always so funny that someone has to write that press release. We are interested in future snacking opportunities. I tell you what, (laughs) Kellogg's, so am I. That's all I'm thinking about most days. Interested in future snacking opportunities. Dear, oh dear. The, Wall, the Wall Street Journal says it's combining Cal from Kellogg's and Anova, which means meaning new. So they're combining it to make it... Kellogg's new. Kellogg's new. New Kellogg's. I mean, with this sort of stuff, I feel like, are people that stupid? Like, as in, like, if I saw... <laughs> An on-the-go meal, and I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Here's this on-the-go meal. Am I going to be like, what? Kellogg's? But they make cereal. I'm not touching this. <laughs> I couldn't eat this. Then the same writing that says Kellanova. You're like, ooh. <laughs> Down the right. hatch it goes. Unfortunately, I'm sure they've done a lot of research and decided that that is not yeah. true. People probably do <laughs> no do that. No better than us. Hey, uh, should we jump into a big Friday show? <laughs> You've got a big old question for me in a moment, Matt O'Kine. Oh, yeah. And it's something that I've seen pop up a lot. And I have to just, like, it's a little bit of a myth busters, I guess. I just need to get some clarification on something that's pretty important at the moment. Been so bugging let's dive right in, hey? Well, yeah. Let's do it. All day breakfast. Let's go. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Now, yesterday you might have heard us chatting to Heath from Tasmania, who did a very good job with our tattoo shopping list. And it's been an interesting couple of weeks here at All Day Breakfast because tattoos have just been on the brain, Matt. Yeah, I mean, me and you are both uh, tattoo-less. But, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm a a minority in Mm. today's day and age. So many people getting the ink uh, for all various reasons. Including and, um, this in this very office. Now, Bron, you were chatting to another producer. He's worked on this show. You would have heard him before, uh, producer Ed. Um, uh, what's the hot news out of uh, Ed's world? Yeah, so Ed came into the office yesterday and said, hey, Ron, take a look at this. Pulled up his shorts a little bit um, and revealed uh, his first tattoo ever. What did the tattoo look like or say? It was the name of his his girlfriend, Ruby. What? And this is interesting because, you know, Ed, Ed works here and I bump into him occasionally. Mm-hmm. Didn't know he had a girlfriend. <laughs> so, from, from what I know, they've been dating, I think, maybe less than eight months. Interesting. Well, and let's it, find out the official title because Ruby Ooh. is on the phone right now. Hello, Ruby. Hi. How are you going? 
I'm good. How are you guys? I'm very well, thank you. Very nice to meet you via phone. Um, I hope you're taking care of our good friend and colleague, uh, producer Ed. Yes, I am. Are you starting to real? <laughs> you're you're starting to. I mean, you and you and Ed have only been dating for how long exactly? Um, we have officially been dating for eight months. Actually, today. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations. You've probably realised as well that dating someone in the radio industry means that you are the one that gets called when you should be, yes, you know, just um, minding your own business and suddenly you're getting calls from idiots like us going, hey, what did you do to yourself and why? Yeah, he really sprung it on me. Because, Ruby, not only did Ed get a tattoo, I heard that someone else got a tattoo as well. I got a tattoo. What does yours say? Mine says Ed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know, and he got Ruby, right? Yeah, he got Ruby. Well, this makes a lot more sense. Okay. Because if yeah. you'd gotten Edward yeah. or something like that, mm. you'd be screwed like him. Okay. But you, <laughs> you can change yours to whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Editor. Um, Education. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go, yeah. People go walk in around front. Go. Red. Just the color red. Oh, I love yeah, red. Yeah. <laughs> Mine could be covered up. It is hard. Well, that's but. the thing. Well, I he guess gonna be, should... He's going to have to walk around with Scrubby written on him or something like that. <laughs> Grubby. <laughs> Grubby. <laughs> Although he's going to get a d- double B in there. Oh, it's going to be tough. But um, tell us about the decision making. When the, Who first floated the idea of getting matching tattoos after eight months of dating? Well... We, it was grand final day, it was only a couple of days ago, and we went for a walk after the grand final to get an ice cream. And we got our ice cream, and then we were leaving, and then we walked past the tattoo shop. And then Ed was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we got our names tattooed on each other? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. And then um, he's like, oh, would you do it? And I said, yeah, I'd do it. I kind of just thought, I mean, why not? And I'm not going to back down from a challenge. So then he was kind of like, don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was his first tattoo. Have you had tattoos before? Yeah, I've got a few others, but they're just tiny. And then he was like, oh, no, that'd be crazy. Maybe we'll just get it uh, when we go away or something because we're going to Noosa soon. And then I was like, oh, okay. So he walked off and then I could just see his brain ticking away. <laughs> and then and then he turns back to me maybe like 200 meters down the road and he said, oh, maybe we do just do it. And then, so yeah, we just did it. Wow. Because... Now, we're post-grand final here, Ruby. Uh, yeah. Would you have blown a double zero if you'd um, been pulled over? From, from your walk. Um, yes, yes. Oh, no, actually, no. We mm. wouldn't have. Okay. Okay. Um, we had been drinking, but we weren't, we weren't sloshed. It wasn't a crazy, so. crazy. Sure. Amount. I mean, you have essentially, I, I think, um, you know, the reason why Alex Dyson and I find it quite baffling is that we're so devoid of the ability to love that much, <laughs> but really... <laughs> Really, Matt and I I have been together 10 years. I wouldn't let his filthy name near my beautiful body. All right. So what is it about Ed that allows you to have that reminder of him every day on your skin? Well, I mean, we definitely love each other. Um, Stop it. I could cry. It is, it is baffling 
but and I can see that it is definitely crazy, but it doesn't feel that crazy for us, to be hey, honest. Love is feels... crazy. Mm. And you know yeah. what? Where did you get it? Where did you get it done? I got mine done on my side, like just like up near my arm kind of. Oh, the underarmy bit Ed. there, near your sort of yeah. boob. Yeah, near near the boob. Ed is always by your side. There you go. And what yeah, about Ed? Where did he get his? Same spot? No, he got his on his thigh, on his mm. right thigh. Um, little oh. cheeky little thigh tat. <laughs> a little bit of ruby. Oh, you know why he got it down there, you know, the upper thigh, because he can always get rid of the Y. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just get the Y removed and just have <laughs> rub. Just have yeah, rub. That's a good spot for it. Yeah. Um, all right. So well, Ruby, anyway. it's very nice of you to chat to us. Thank you very much for taking it. We'll let you get on with the rest of the day, but congratulations on love and Thank the brand, you very brand new ink that you have with you forever. Thank you. It was nice <laughs> chatting to you guys. You too. Catch up. Nice to meet you, yeah. Ruby. Bye. You too. Bye. Well, Alex Dyson, I'm going to hit you with a question, um, somewhat of a myth-busting question, I hope, in a second. But before we do that, I do want to just mention a couple of news stories that are popping up regarding the um, voice mm. uh, vote coming up very soon, October 14. Make sure you do head out and uh, have your say Countdown is on. in this referendum. Um, yes, campaign launching in the UK, actually. Uh, although a lot of people saying that it was um, maybe not the best way to do it. Uh, London-based Australian drag queen Carla Bear, draped in the Australian and Aboriginal flag, um, greeted with uh, enthusiastic applause from the crowd. So what, what was the UK launch? Like to, talking to expats? Yeah, I think they're just trying to make sure that there's a presence of it over there. That's mm -hmm. the Yes campaign, though. Mm -hmm. um, Julia Gillard was there. Um, but the, the, apparently he got panned the performance by, you know, your typical, uh, right wing sort of haters. Anti-division people. Yep. Um, a <laughs> couple of people from the no campaign, uh, jumping on the yes bandwagon. I, I only say that because it's, yeah, it is funny the amount of people, like you can see someone voting yes and just scroll right past. And you can also engage to try and change their minds, but it's funny how the amount of people who just say no, it will be divisive and move on. <laughs> like, well, you know, you can just not say anything. That's mm. all right. You're allowed to vote no. It's okay. Well, Cl Clive Palmer's launching a multi-million dollar uh, ad blitz, according to The Guardian, for a no vote, mm. um, especially targeting South Australia and Tasmania. So it's always good when rich people throw a couple of million dollars at something like that. <laughs> um, but the thing I did want to uh, just ask you, Daiso, because you uh, have been very vocal online and working really hard to, um, you know, just basically try to spell out the facts, which I, you know, I'm uh, very respecting of you for doing because it's, uh, it's, not, it's not easy work getting trolled by lots of people. But one of the things, Daiso, that constantly pops up and, you know, my partner Belinda was looking through a lot of the comments of not just your post, but several other people, including, you know, your Shana Blazers, mm -hmm. etc. There seems to be a common idea. And I just, I just want to clarify it as well. Cause I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Yep. And maybe it's different for every single person, but yep. have you been paid to post a yes post on your Instagram? No, I have not been paid to post a yes okay. post on my Instagram. Okay. Um, I was thinking about this, like trying to think of a video to do it. Cause yeah, it's, it's so prevalent. The amount of people who say you're getting, people are getting paid. And I did comment back at one point of like, 
if there is, tell me where to send the invoices to because <laughs> yeah, you're doing all this, this for, for free for nothing. Are you kidding yeah. me? Um, but no, no, I have not been paid to do any of those. And do they? Do, I haven't been able to investigate. Where do who do people think are paying people to do this? I don't know. What I do know is that there is a body which is Yes Twenty Three. Mm-hmm. Um, they do get in touch with people, and they have they did they get in touch with you? No. Okay. Well, they know that they do reach out to people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, say, hey, this is what we're doing. Do you want to put this on your Instagram, written on your hand and write, you know, yes. And that that's what they, they, I don't know whether anyone has been, I, I cannot tell you whether anyone has been offered money, Yeah. but the people who have been approached that I know of have certainly not been asked to do it for money. I do know, um, there's F yes. Who are the people who got, um, Dane Simpson, uh, to talk to Kamal and sit down and have a chin wag. It was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, they've put out some, you know content over the time. And I think if you see the like authorized by X person, by this X person, that's sort of ones that are sort of are actual part of an official body where there's money going in and those sort of things being shared. But no, as far from me, um, no. And I think as far as like someone writing yes on their hand in texter and showing it, I don't think there's anyone getting paid for those. I think they genuinely think it could be, um, it could be helpful to both Australia and First Nations Australians. And so that's yeah. why they're doing it. And that's why I'm like, oh, you could say I'm a misguided fool who has been duped by many people into thinking that this is a harmless thing to non-Indigenous people and a, and a very helpful thing to Indigenous people. I don't mind if you think that I've been tricked, but like, yeah, when it comes to getting like payments for stuff, I'm like, that's really annoying. Cause I, like, you've got no evidence of that and it's not true. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Cause I wonder where the, I wonder where the idea has come from because mm. I, I've not heard of anyone being paid and I'm not, that's not to say that it's not happening. It's just, I have not heard of this. Yeah. Well, I think, yet, so. I think the official, official channels, there would be like official campaigns going behind and they would have, they would have funds from places and that, that would happen. But yeah, this saying to anyone who says on social media <laughs> who thinks it's the right thing to do, I think it's a bit of a shame that we can't live in a world where people try and do something because it's a nice thing to do, you know, yep. even if they've been tricked and they're, they're a little bit off. But here's something I thought about when it comes to what's my payment. I was trying to contextualize this and I'm thought, mm. what's the way I could do a video about this? My thought is, yes, I have been paid, but I've been paid in advance in that mm. I've been so lucky to be born into such an awesome country. You mm. know, Australia is sick. Love it. it and is. so I feel very fortunate to be at here and to be able to, you know, live as we do. Unfortunately, that's come on the back of a fair bit of pain and suffering to Aboriginal people. You know, the, the good life that so many of us lead has been, you know, born on the back of many quite traumatic things. And so to me, that that's my payment in advance is these things have happened and I'm paying it back by trying to take on, take on an idea and saying yes to something that I think will pay back Aboriginal people for, um, yeah, a few centuries of not listening to them and mm. having this amazing country, uh, which they've been excluded from a lot. Uh, and yeah. That's, that's, that was what I was thinking. It's not a fully fledged thought yet. No, no, no. But, but um, people would then say, um, oh, you didn't do any of those terrible things. Therefore you don't owe anything. No. And that's something else. Like, no, I don't think modern Australia is responsible for those things at all. And it's interesting when, yeah, when you feel guilty about something, it's like, why do you feel guilty? Cause when someone says, oh, it's this, it's like, they're not, no, they're not talking about you, but it doesn't mean that when an opportunity comes up like this, you know? 
to vote yes and do something, if we don't seize it, that's something that we're responsible for. We've got a responsibility coming in October 14. What are we right? We're not responsible for the past, but we are responsible for the decisions we make in the present that will affect the future. And I think in this particular instance, a yes vote will be the best decision moving forward. The hard work starts, whether it's yes or no, on the 15th of October, because this is a simple constitutional change upon which actual good decision and policy will hopefully then be made to, you know, actually make an impact in the gap in the divide that still exists between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. But um, yeah, that's, we're not responsible for the past, but we are responsible for what we do in the present to set up things in the future. Okay. Well, look, we're still interested in hearing your decisions about this. Uh, at matt.n.alex, our inbox is always open, like we said, for whatever stance you want to take. We'd love to hear uh, both sides of the story. Any questions you want to ask and various different yeah. things. I did go down to Framlingham, the local Indigenous community, last weekend for a really big concert. And one of the local elders there, Uncle Lenny Clark, was really nice and had a good chat about why he thought it would, would be great. And we went down to the cemetery where his father and daughter were buried just on the a lookout over a river. It was really gorgeous, really moving. And we listened to um, Archie Roach. Who is who he's related to, and his song "They Took the Children Away," which name checks Framlingham's the first time I'd ever, you know, made the connection that this place is so close to my hometown is in this song, wow. and just being there with the people who this was affected by was just really, really moving. And the fact that he wants, you know, a yes vote to succeed isn't was another reason for me to go. This for me, it's a right decision. Yeah, fair enough. Well, yep, keep in touch with us at Matt Dunn and Alex. We'd love to hear from you. It's the end of another busy week here at All Day Breakfast and the team down in the mailroom have been doing an excellent job of sorting through your correspondence that we have not been able to get to this week. Yes, that's right. Eloise got in touch with us on at Alex said, uh, this was with regards to backhanded compliments that you might have received after I um, mentioned that a date I overheard said to the you know woman that he was on a date with, um, you're not like Sydney, you know, Sydney's beautiful and hot, but I would never live in Sydney. <laughs> And thought that was a compliment, <laughs> the worst um, compliment of all which is time. weird. I just found it interesting. Very, <laughs> yeah, very sweet, I guess. Um, Eloise <laughs> said, not on a date, but an old lady once looked at my newborn and said, oh, look at her cute, chubby, fat cheeks. And then looked at me and said, oh, she gets them from you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of a back end up right across the cheeks there, Eloise. Uh, Kez has a topic of Ask Alex. Here's my Ask Alex. WTF makes you think it's okay to brush your teeth at your desk in an office with other people around. We're living in a society here, man. <laughs> I legit nearly spewed in the car when I heard that. I still <laughs> like your work. Um, well, appreciate that, Kez. But um, look, what am I meant to do, right? Get up early. You get into the office. I don't have any time to have breakfast at home, so you just go straight in. You eat there, and then you've got to brush your teeth at work, okay? I'd prefer at the desk than in the bathroom. You're walking people at the urinal behind you, and you're just brushing <laughs> your teeth there while they're taking a slash. Well, look, there's a, we've had a lot of chat this week, especially after... Um, the plane passenger was clipping his nails, <laughs> hitting another passenger in the face with the off-cut shoots. Yeah, I'm not shoots. spitting the, the froth in other people's faces, though. Um, no, Spit this is true. Spitting it into my empty coffee, coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> and then leaving it in the kitchen sink for everyone to... I'm not what? leaving no, it in okay, there. No, okay, okay, I'm joking. Kate 
said with regards to strict school uniforms, Kate said, I went to a private school in Hamilton and we had very similar rules to the rival school in Warrnambool. You, you're across Hamilton and Warrnambool? Yeah, there's a few uh, private schools in Hamilton. My dad used to teach, teach around there, actually. Oh, well, Kate says our principal literally marched some boys down to the local barber and got their hair cut just like him. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's... What? Like think... he's the Pied Piper of the buzz cut. I don't just... think you're allowed to do that. I know. Just fluting a few rats down to the barber to get a cut. Oh, boy. Kate said his looked like he was an, in the army. Boys were also forced to shave if they showed up with facial hair. Looking back now as a mid-30s parent, there would be no way I'd be okay with a principal doing this to my kids. But apparently it was okay back in t- 2006. Listen, teenagers have earned the right to walk around with an awkward, dirty mo. All right? I, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it's coming through. I don't know what's up. Just let them have their little mustache. I don't know how to shave. I don't having to Come ask on. Dad about shaving. Yeah, it's like it's awkward. Imagine, you've, you know, getting rid of your very first, you know, birthday present. It's like, that's in the bin. Like, no, let me keep it, please. Oh, oh, can I just say that if I would be filthy if a principal marched my kid down out of school to the barber yep. and forced him to get a haircut. Ooh-wee. I wonder if the principal paid for it. That's a good, that is a good point. Mm. Would it be less of the damage if it's like, well, he got one for free. It honestly sounds abusive. Mm. No, not, not okay with that one, Kate. Not Thank on. you for that. Uh, you can also send us voice messages uh, if you send it through, Matt Don and Alex, in the DMs. Uh, Christy has done that. In regards to a rant dog. Hey guys, just have a story to tell you about something annoying that happened to me this morning. It might be one for rant dog, actually. I went to my local cafe where I would normally just get a small long black, costs $4. But because it's 34 degrees in Sydney today, I decided I wanted an iced long black. I was happy to get a small one, but they told me they would only do it in a large cup. Uh, And that would cost me $5.50. So when I questioned what the difference was. Uh, It's just a bit more water. It's still just a double shot of coffee topped up with water and some ice and it's an extra dollar fifty. Pretty ridiculous. What's the go there? Well, it's the ice, isn't it? Paying for the ice? Yeah. For the refrigeration costs? Yes. But then you're getting less coffee. Well, you're getting, you're getting more, you're getting the same amount of water. Yeah. But for the other coffee, you pay to heat it up. And I guess you pay yeah, to cool it true. down. That's true. But I mean, Heating ice it up's machines, not free. Nah, but ice machines are more expensive than kettles. <laughs> you you know? don't go to a barista or they pour it out of a kettle, mate. They've got well, a massive machine. <laughs> I'm just, I'm on team ice. All right. Pay, you pay for ice. Yeah. $1.50 extra for ice. Yeah, because it's in a different, it's a different, I mean, I guess it was, it's in a different state, but so is boiling water, isn't it? Because it's turning into steam. Yeah, it's turning into a gas there. All right. All right. Well, you got me. Checkmate. That's it. Well, we appreciate you weighing in with that one, Christy. It's a uh, good topic to cover at some point. We've also got a message from Beth regarding our red flag coffee orders. So good morning, Matt, Alex and Bron. I was just listening back to the section where you were talking about red flag coffee orders. Back in the day when I used to work at Macca's as a young person, one of the regular customers that would come in every week would order the following coffee. A large latte, quarter strength, three sugars, extra, extra, extra froth. And I was known to her as the one that could make her coffee good. 
if she did not like it, she would literally pick up the latte to, well, latte, to actually see how light it was to determine if it was enough froth and if <laughs> there was, like, less liquid. Oh, my God, it was abhorrent. <laughs> That's incredible. A quarter, a large quarter latte with froth. That's Three just... sugars and extra, extra, extra froth. Thank you very much. Not just and froth. That's just an adult baby Chino right there. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, congratulations for being the only one trusted with that order, Beth. We really appreciate you messaging us about it. Yes, we hope you enjoy your extra large baby Chinos across the weekend. We are taking a little two-day break, as we hope you are, and we're going to be back here with you on Monday, same time, same place. In the meantime, you can stay in touch with us at matt.and.alex. And don't forget, if you got a couple of minutes over the weekend, you can vote for us in the hey! Australian Podcast Awards. It, vote Matt it, and Alex it. All Day Breakfast for the Listener Choice Award. Head to australianpodcastawards.com slash voting. We'd love you for it. Catch you next time. Bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast Kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.